Welcome to the Leadership Void Podcast. Enrique and Vince here, and we're all about helping you develop and fill the areas of void in your leadership. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Leadership Void. We're so happy to have you. Uh, and we're looking at continuing our question series from our survey. Uh, what's next, Vince? Hey, yeah, thank you again. And as Enrique said, welcome everyone. Episode five, numero cinco. Uh, we're going to unpack question number two. What do you feel you need to work on to improve your leadership skills? And within that, um, those that participated, we funneled it into five different topics uh, specifically, which not a surprise to us, which was commu uh, communication and listening. But listening gravitated to the top, again, communication, patience, time management, and not being a know-it-all. <laughs> yeah, it's so important, right? The, uh, the communication, uh, as you said, it, it didn't surprise us that it, it would come up to the top. Uh, but uh, not being a know-it-all, what a, what, a, what a twist to the things that, you know, and, and when you ask for honesty, you get it, don't you? <laughs> hey, yes, indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah. All right, so in, in, in terms of leaders, uh, leadership and listening, it did come out uh, throughout the survey. Uh, question number one was apparent that that was a, the top thing to speak about. And we continue to hear about listening. And, and the question today, you know, what do you feel you need to do to be working on uh, to improve your leadership uh, skills? Uh, listening again. So uh, even on the part of those that are needing to learn, leading, needing to uh, hone their skills and sharpen their swords, listening still keeps to, uh, coming up. Uh, what do you what do you feel that that's a, a, a thing? Well, as I mentioned in a previous episode, listening accounts for forty five percent of the communication process. Hence, why I think that's like the number one uh, low hanging fruit to work on. Um, and out of the whole message of a of a communication process, nonverbals play eighty percent of that. Right, so. Knowing that, I think the tip for today to improve within the listening is to really transform the body language of listeners. And I got six different things I, I wanna share with you all. So first is use your head. What I mean by that is literally, if somebody's speaking to you and you, as you're listening, it's a great thing to nod, you know, showing the affirmation of what they're saying, right? We're doing it a lot in our podcast, on video calls now, right? But do it in person. And guess, I didn't know, but this was interesting. A, a head tilt is a universal gesture for giving other, another person an ear. Never knew that, but that's interesting. So using your head is number one. Number two is open your body. If you have your hands crossed, your legs crossed, you know, it's not gonna be inviting. So unfold yourself, uncross your legs, and it's gonna really help in that communication, especially listening, because you actually are opening that channel to that other person to, to really expose and, and be vulnerable to. Uh, remove barriers. We spoke about it one time previous to, if it's a desk, you know, remove it, 
make sure you create that bridge because words that can be thrown, which I'll talk about communication, can be thrown at you as either the stones or they could be actually creating bridges, right? So definitely you wanna up, take those obstructions away. One crazy one is coffee mug. As we all leaders walk around, we have sleep dep deprivation. If you hold that coffee mug too close to you, you know, it's a, another barrier. Small little things that, uh, as well as a cell phone. Uh, number four, I got six of them. Activate the smile power. You know, when you're listening, and you're smiling, that just invites people to be even more open to talk. And it's, and it's a positive light for folks, you know. So just consider that as well. But mimic the, the conversation. If, of course, if it's a, a conversation that needs consolidation, you know, you reverse that. But you want to mimic that. Uh, lean in. I mentioned that as well. Leaning in is also helpful and increases the folks attention span and you your attention span and lastly which i mentioned as a smile mimic that expression if that person is speaking to you and they're they're literally clasping their hands well you know gradually get to that the same pose mimicking posure also helps the bridge of listening so those are just quick six tips to help with the body transformation language that you should invoke as you position yourself as a great listener. Yeah, those uh, those tips are, are, are great, especially on the person that is trying to learn and sharpen their skills as leaders. Uh, we cannot be so stuck on the same thing that we used to do time after time. We have to start to throw these things into the mix as we learn them and see how they actually come to play and the results of those things uh, so that we can learn more and more. And, and you know, eventually the, the learner becomes the teacher uh, if they're so fortunate to, uh, because I always caution, hey, not everybody should be striving to be a teacher. Uh, but uh, for those that can, uh, these are things that we pass on. I've seen those six tips, as you was mentioning them, I'm rolling through my head in different scenarios that I've been in where those things have been employed uh, and the results of a positive outcome to a communication session, wherever it was down the hallway at the copier, uh, you know, when we used to meet there. <laughs> yes. And the Navy was at the scuttlebutt, you know, or the water fountain. Uh, but um, I've seen those things in play and active and the positive results of all those things uh you know it's uh it, it's funny how um you you talk about mimic and and body language you know i i always tend to my sons always say well why, why do you always have your hands like this <laughs> yeah. and, and i just can't explain it it's, it's a way of concentrating for me uh that i've developed uh even as a instructor right they try to uh, they teach you to keep your hands in a position where you're not going to be flailing them all over the place because you know we have different types of expression um, in the Hispanic culture sort of kind of like the Italian culture we we right. like to throw the hands up and out um, so a, a way to control the conversation where it's just what's being heard uh, mm -hmm. it's more cleaner uh, and the result could be uh, more positive. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And, and, and to the second point, communication, though, the holistic part of just only not only listening, there's other elements, which is, you know, you write, you read, and you speak. And believe it or not, us as an average adult spend 70% 70, 70 of the day actually engaging some sort of communication. And that's heavy. So some tips in regularly understanding communication, how to improve. So first, I'll give another six. First is a simple and concise message. It's better to stay on target, stay on, mention, on message, the intent of the goal. Just interesting uh, fact, Toy, is that President Lincoln's Gettysburg Address was only 286 words and done in less than two minutes. So again, short, simple, and concise is more impactful. That's first and foremost. Second is draw your audience into the conversation by asking open-ended questions, inviting input and opinion, and soliciting feedback. So you need to draw them in. It enhances and enriches that conversation uh, and communication. Number three, for yourself, this is a difficult one at times, is take time to respond. You know, really take time to draft it in your hand. What do I want to say? What impact that has on this conversation? It's not a quick draw. It's really just time to really make it resonate and think about it from other perspectives as well. Uh, four, <clears throat> make sure you and the other party are understood. Great tip is paraphrase. What I heard you say was, and if you give an assignment or they have an objective, what did you understand based on our conversation? Have them paraphrase it back to you because they might have a different thought of what they heard. So paraphrasing, make sure everyone's understood is great in that communication process. Maintain eye contact. Uh, very important, especially in our fast-moving world, uh, things beeping and making noise all around us. That is so important to be right there with the audience, either one-on-one -on -one or maintain, build that with the, with the audience because it builds credibility and it demonstrates you care and that you're listening as well. And last, respect the audience, right? Uh, just don't recognize the, the person that you are as a leader you know, their team input is valuable. You need them. You need their unique perspective. It's all about diversity, all about inclusion. So invite and respect those audiences, and you are going to definitely be a great listener, great communicator, and makes your job a lot easier. I totally agree. When you started talking about the tips, and, and, and you know, we're focus, focusing on uh, what tips to improve ourselves because mm -hmm. you know it's easier to say you know this leader needs to do this that and the other uh and, and and we're talking about us now but when you when you said invite it it opened up all kinds of uh, of, of things in my head because few leaders take the time to invite they're they they are always mandating they're always trying to get a job done they're always trying to get a mission accomplished and so, sometimes we feel like we don't have time to invite but it the the power of communication is in the invite when you invite others to join into your thought process your 
what you're sharing, what you're communicating, what you do is that you get them to see in, in the clarity of what you're trying to do and you also allow them to see where they can help in that process and they join in. If you're going to communicate, especially as a leader, in terms of getting something done, you need the invite to be to the point where your listener joins in. You know, right. people call it buy-in, right? Uh, uh, but uh, you know, that's a that's a simple way of, of of saying all that I just said. But it is when I yield my will to your purpose. You have just got a hundred percent check on your communication, mm -hmm. and and I, I'm just uh, just uh, the word invite kept just playing in my head. That's where the true power of communication is. It's, it's in that invite, and rightfully so, Enrique. And we transition smoothly into the next word is of of the tips of of advice topics, which is patience. You know. How to improve patience because within communication, within what we got going on in history nowadays, we witness leaders that are more equipped with patience and that have exercised patience in these difficult times and rise to the top. It makes you from a good to great leader. And what does it do to have great patience? It, these are the results of it. First, you're going to reduce stress, right? Obtain results by better decision making. You help develop and understand with empathy, empathy, empathy and compassion. And you will help to understand and appreciate the process of the growth that goes within this whole equation. So that's the benefits of this. And patience is very important. It's key in all this. And here are four tips for that. So first, make a day. Make, make it a day to make patience your goal for the entire day. You know, really be intentional about making that my goal. One day a week, one day every other week, patience being the goal. That effort is going to make it be mindful, make you have intention, make you have the awareness of patience. Number two, slow down. Slow down. Take deep breaths before you act or make a move. You know, just like in communication, you know, understand that you have to take that time to really just take a pause before you talk, before you act, slow down. The third one, I think a, <laughs> a lot of us are guilty is that practicing delayed gratification. What that means is like, you know, you know, you shouldn't have that second piece of pie. You shouldn't buy that, that second pair of sneakers, right? really think about, okay, do you really need this right now? Delay that gratification because it's, it's for self, but th think about the implications if you do that. Cause a lot of us have been guilty. Just delay it, practice delaying it. You know, I'm going to wait five minutes. I'm going to walk around the block first, delay that. So again, first is make the, make a day of practicing patience, slow down and delay gratification. And last, but we all heard about practice thinking before you're speaking, right? Pause before you go out and you don't know if you're going to, you really will avoid offending or hurting somebody. 
So those are the four tips I have. Outstanding tips. I was looking up the, uh, uh, you know, the specific definition of patience is it's the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. What a task, what a, what a, what a thing. Uh, and, you know, in leadership, when uh, we're such on timelines, you know, everything we do is time. Everything, uh, every project is timed. Uh, you know, the, the equivalents, they, or they equate money to time. Uh, you know, I always say that that's a, that's an unequal uh, a trade-off there. Money, money and time, money that's made up and time that's, there's no, no one's, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I always say uh, time is life. Uh, mm -hmm. And then when you look at time as life, then you actually value time. Mm -hmm. But in, in the terms of patience, that is challenged every day because we run on a clock. You know, and so, uh, you know, when you talk about an attribute and, and patience being the key to uh, being able to manage things without getting angry, uh, uh, being able to tolerate something without getting upset, uh, it truly uh, then becomes a great asset to a leader. Patience is really where you separate yourself from everyone else because everybody else is, uh, is feeling the pressure of time and that clock. And so patience is, is really evident in those leaders that have taken the extra time, as you said, right, to develop these little things throughout the day, these little tools and, and uh, you know, tips to better themselves in the area of patience. Uh, I'll tell you that it is easier said than done mm -hmm. uh, because patience also requires you to be less, not a person, but you to be less in your mind so that you can allow someone else the opportunity to take a place where you can help them. Um, and so patience is very key. And I, I was happy to see that actually come up because it is truly a, an attribute that separates leaders. Absolutely. Patience is a virtue, as they mm -hmm. say, right? And, and what a great segue. You talk about time, which the next one that resonated was and is time management. Uh, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Yes, right. <laughs> but we have to really make the best of it. So just we struggle as with work-life balance and we know that our, our teammates do as well. So you have to, as a leader, do the same, you know, don't just give that time for your preach it about, about your employees slash your teammate. Also, you have to look within. So the, the six tips here is first make a schedule, right? And, and stick to it and start improving your time management skills throughout the day, throughout the week, you know, look at, you know, Wake up 10, 15 minutes earlier and do this time, this schedule because it's important. And within that schedule, tip two is actually you have to prioritize. Okay, what are the things I have to do today? And, you know, those are priority A's. The B's and C's don't really have to be done today. But, you know, just target yourself. And if it has to be just three goals, make the schedule, prioritize, 
within that, number three is to set some boundaries. So the fact that you only need to deal with three, you're going to make sure you have the boundaries of taking time for yourself within this. If I have to go for a 10-minute walk, a lunch break, clear your mind, re-energize yourself, and then get back on task, you know, because you need that. You need that for yourself to be a better leader. Number four, account for the good distractions. It could be that walk, you know, wow, I felt good about that. So make that part of that schedule. Account for any of those good, that phone call to your kid, you know, phone call to your spouse. Those are good distractions. Put them in, embed them into that schedule. And the opposite of good distractions is make sure you stay away from bad distractions. You know, if you know you have to pay bills and, and you get a, a, an alert, well, change the alert to come after a certain period of time. Don't check certain emails at a certain period of times if you know they're going to be bad distractions. You, can, you are the master of your own destiny here, right? And, and last one is get help. If you need help, vulnerability is courage. That's the key. If you're not good in tech, technology, get some folks from the IT department to help. Don't try to resolve all the issues yourself. Get help because time is of an essence. So those again are my six tips. Yeah, the uh, I, I, it re this reminds me of a of a time where I was trying to mentor someone in time management, mm -hmm. and and you know I'll just give you the 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 gist of it uh, ahead, and then give you the story. Your will. It's what makes or break any of these tips. <laughs> if you do, if you're, if you're not willing, then nothing we say can help you. So this is the story. I had a, a young man challenged with getting to work on time. Now, you know, it's, it's, uh, this is kind of like a two edged sword for the leader because I, it, and, and I'll take it two ways. The first is as the leader of that department, I, I addressed that leader and asked, what's important to you? Is it that they, they do their job or they get here on time? Because mm -hmm. you got to make, you got to make a decision, you know. Is it, is it more pressing to you to bring this up because you want them here at a certain time or do you want them to do their best work at the time that they have available? You know, and so a lot of people are unflexible. Mm. And so as a leader, you must learn and you must understand that what requirement you put on your people is really what you want. And so when you don't get another thing, you got to understand that you know you you're trading off, so I asked that first, and uh, and you know the you know they it was still unclear what they wanted, right? So I said, okay, so the leader is unclear, so what do you think the worker is gonna be, right? So anyway, I worked with the with with the uh, the teammate, and uh, and uh, we were doing some uh, practices. Hey, today can you can you uh, leave your house five minutes early. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So we worked our way all the way through these weeks because it really did take weeks upon weeks to the point where they were getting there on time. It was like, it, it was nine o'clock. They were, at nine o'clock, they were there. Mm. 
Um, uh, and, and so we met the goal. The goal was to be there on time. But guess what, right? You get there at nine, and then, you know, 15 minutes later, you're still booting up your computer, you're still uh, getting all the stuff for the day, and the company department meeting started at nine. So how could you be ready? Now, I would not suggest anyone that has an hourly start <laughs> of nine o'clock for you to start with a meeting. <laughs> don't, don't do it to yourself. But, you know, everybody's got a right to choose. You run your company how you want. I'm just saying it's going to provide some more obstacles. So, uh, you know, I asked the individual again, hey, listen, you know, I see that you're struggling, trying to start the day off. It's a little frustrating. Um, could you leave your house five minutes earlier than what you did? And they said, absolutely not. <laughs> and I said, oh, wow, okay. So you, you're unwilling to leave five minutes earlier than what you have. They said, no. I said, okay, well, that's the end of that. Um, what else do we have? And it completely just surprised them that I would just shut the door on that and keep going to something else. And, I, and, and the reason why I did was because will is the only way someone will ever change. And you cannot bend someone's will without them giving it to you. Mm -hmm. And so that will, that internal will we all have is the key to adopting all these tips that we're given. Uh, and it is the key for us to adopt and overcome the obstacles that are coming our way. Uh, so I, I truly did. I left it at that. And that was it. That was the last time I ever mentioned it. Needless to say, uh, you know, the individual did not make it uh, because the desires of the leader were not being met. Uh, because they were unwilling to give any more. Uh, and, uh, and, and that was the end of that story. Uh, mm -hmm. But my point is, and going back to Will, uh, Will is the determining factor of how far you get in life. It, it, I've seen people that have had all kinds of odds stacked against them and, and you know, kind of keeping it into, in the time management piece. Uh, and they have overcome obstacles that, normally people can't. And how did they do that? They did not have any more resources. They did not have any more time. They did not have any more favors from their leaders. They, they had nothing else but their investment. And their investment was their will. And their will to succeed came into play, and they did. So for, for, for leaders trying to adopt all these uh, tips that we're, that we're giving you, uh, uh, it, it's imperative that you apply your will if you want to see the results that you want. Yes, I totally agree. I mean, you definitely have to have the will interweaved in everything we, you, we do as a leader and, and really embrace all the different type of ways to learn and be better at leading. 
and hence why these tips are here and hence why we are in service to try to address the voids in your leadership, right? Um, so thank you for that, Enrique. Um, the last tip that we came about to improve is really for, really all about your, your state. It's if you're a know-it-all, you're, you're not in a business to be a great leader, right? Oh my, yeah. You have to know as a leader, you're in service for others and you work for them. Your best advice is to surround yourself with smarter people than you. What value you will bring if you tell your group of folks, listen, I don't know everything and I need your help to get to this objective to make this task work. How much more you think they're gonna lean into you? Think about that. So, and I say that because you wanna prioritize the mentality over the individual win. Not about me, it's about them. Yep. If you need to take a walk at times, do so. You know, one, prioritize the team mentality over individual wins. Number two, know that your words are important, but what is your tone telling folks? Like folks, oh yeah, I have an open door policy and I say this and I say that but your tone might say something totally different. And if it does, you have to be proactively apologetic when you don't hit that mark. Have others chime in. Don't be like, do you have any questions? You know, make it more inviting, you know? That scared me. <laughs> yeah, right? You sometimes have to sit on your urges. The tone is important. So keep note, not just, I said it to them, I asked them, but no, how did you ask them? Mm -hmm. Sit on your urges, which drives into the humility and the respect as the utmost glue to this whole thing. And it's a great saying out there that says, people don't care how much you know. They want to know how much you care. I think that resonates so much for everyone. And last tip is really what we talked about earlier is your body language and listening are key to really be open and not be a know-it-all because if you're there with a certain pose, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the head honcho and these are my pupils, then you're not gonna get anywhere. If you have it recorded or you can see yourself in a mirror, and you say, wow, I can't believe I was that way. And if you don't even see it, someone needs to really pull you aside so you can thank them and then change it, right? So those are the four tips I have of, of the know-it-all component. Yeah, know-it-all, know my goodness, it's, uh, it's one of the most dangerous places to be. Uh, and I, I reflect back to the, you know, my military career, and I'm sure that you, uh, you can remember, you know, we, we take exams to uh, prove our worthiness at the next level. What does that exam really try to prove? That you know, <laughs> you know the material that you're charged with knowing, right? So it's, it's, it's funny because we, we teach people to know it all, but then when they act like they know it all, then we frown upon it 
<laughs> because that's what the exams are for. You tell, you showing me that you knew the entirety of the of, of the right the the exams. So, oh, this exam will cover chapters one through ten. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what do you mean, chapter one through ten? <laughs> I can give you chapter one and two. I fell asleep for the other. Um, it, it, we actually test to a know-it-all uh, situation. Uh, and so we, we prime people to uh, uh, assimilate and to adopt that kind of feeling throughout their career, throughout their schooling, uh, through, you know, the, uh, only those that know more than others can get to the next level. And then we hit them with leadership. And, and in leadership, we say, no, you can't be like that. No, no. Mm -hmm. So where, you know, uh, where is the transition? There is none. There is none because I could take a manager and from, you know, there's a, vo there's a void in, in my structure and I need somebody who, who's the one that knows the system the best. And then we put them in the leadership position. Mm -hmm. And then they continue to know it all. And, and, and act like it, right? So, um, so we, we have to do a better job in terms of knowing it all and what we desire from the leaders and start to bring them along. Those programs are highly absent in, in, in corporate. Um, I, don't, I don't know how many have you seen, uh, but the Navy adopted what we call CPO 365. Uh, the CPO is Chief Petty Officer, and then 365 is 365 days a year. If you want to be a Chief Petty Officer, you have to learn how to be that 365 days. We're not just going to throw you into it. So there's a program made to transition people from the know-it-all mentality to actually knowing it all but not without saying, <laughs> without ever saying it. And not only not saying it, but allowing others to get to the point where they feel that they are, they are proficient, they are experts in what, they, what they're saying, and you bring them along. And um, I know some companies do have a mentorship program where they, uh, you know, they transition folks from uh, the management side where they run in day to day and have to know it all, they're the technicians, to the leaders where now you're managing a different aspect. You, you're, you're leading people, you're, you're in a different uh, realm. It's a different realm and they help them transition well. But uh, for folks that don't have the benefit of those programs, uh, know it all is a condition that has already been set uh, through our, throughout our lives. And so it's, it's hard to break out of that uh, especially if you're thrown into a leadership uh, position, but but it's possible, right? We we all have gotten there. I know I came from a proving I knew it all uh, conditioning, but I knew that I did not know all about life. So I was able to humble myself into the position of, hey, I know I don't know it all. I may know everything. There may be about turning, you know, right, you know, righty, righty, tidy. I know you turn right. What about if they made the bolt different, right? So I still don't know it all. 
in, in terms of that, but you have to come to that realization for you to understand that it really takes humility uh, to get off of the know-it-all syndrome or conditioning and what we like to see in leaders, which is, hey, we know that you're probably in leadership because you know it all, but you don't have to tell us every day. <laughs> Absolutely, totally agree. It's important, um, everything I think I mentioned and, and the, totally all the tips we talked about today. Again, today we talked about ways to work on improving your leadership skills, which were dealt, we talked about listening, we talked about communication, having patience, time management, and of course, uh, not being a know-it-all and learning to transition from that to a actually a servant leader. Um, as we continue going down this beautiful journey, uh, we're here every Wednesday. Uh, at, in the morning, we let, launched this great episode of the Leadership Void podcast. If you have any questions, would like us to address any leadership topics, please email us at theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. And for those that have companies that would like us to sponsor doing our podcast, please also email us. Send us your, your paraphernalia, your materials, your coffee mug, your, your T-shirts. We'll wear proudly talk about you and have a segment uh, to really share what you're doing within the comp within the corporation and within the community as well um uh before i finish i'll like to turn it over to uh enrique to say a few words too y yes uh, look I, I i am so excited about these episodes uh what we're talking about is so uh, integral and and what uh or important to what we would like leaders to become and and this particular question it's more about us, right? It's, it's what we want to do, what we want to improve to become better leaders. And so these tips, these commentaries, these discussions are truly from a standpoint that we want you to have all that you need. You know, and I always go back to the will, but your will has to be there. And we will love our comments, our discussions, uh, the tips that are being thrown uh, uh, to you by Vince uh, to meet your will. This is where you get to you, your chance outside, you know, in your own private uh, setting to think about what, what marries, you know, and what's not there, right? That's why this, this uh, podcast is called The Leadership Void. Uh, what voids do you have that these tips and, 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 and advices and and all the things that we're talking about, what, what is going to fill those areas that you know and you're recognizing in your own leadership that needs attention? You know, talk about uh, attention and, and the podcast and the excitement. Uh, one of the features that we have is uh, the guest speaker. Now, last week we had uh, with us uh, uh, Professor Hueltas uh, from Barry University. It was a great episode. And we're going to uh, you know, split the guests with the questions and bring those to you weekly. And, and this, next, this next week, we have uh, Ken Lundy. From, uh, he's a Navy veteran, uh, and he's a founder and executive director of Future Pharaohs Mentoring Program. And uh, we're so excited to have Ken. Uh, we know him uh, from the veteran scene here in Central Florida. 
And uh, I'm sure he's going to bring in uh, some great commentary, some great discussion, and we can't uh, wait to have you with us uh, next week. Exactly. So you'll tune in and hopefully you enjoy us this Wednesday, the 22nd, but next Wednesday, the 29th, please tune in and see and hear with Kit Lundy has to bring to the table, his journey, his mentoring program, and much more. And we thank you for your time. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Board Podcast. If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you are dealing with leadership issues, be sure to write us at theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Until next time.